0: sign community radio talk show this is Michael James Lauren your host you want to get in shape is uh, exercise hard it sounds like one of those infomercials we have uh, an excellent guest with us his name is Frederick Hahn, and he has a book called the slow burn fitness revolution the slow-motion exercise that will change your body in 30 minutes a week it sounds too good to be true but it is not and yeah, he's with us uh, right now welcome to the program
1: Oh, thank you for having me on the program very much, Michael.
0: Our sponsors with over 90 years' experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, Consumer and Installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. while products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north america.beardynamic.com And by Vocal Booth To Go, carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio. Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton Stage Rocker mic stand. Visit HamiltonStands.com. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied OrLex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from OrLex Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And just to let our audience know, you know, a professional exercise trainer over 30 years, Frederick Hahn has founded Serious Strength Incorporated, 1998. And he's certified by the American Council on Exercise and is president and co-founder of the National Council of Exercise Standards. He lives in New York City. And uh, so, you know, you must get a lot of, uh, first of all, I found about you from, from that famous movie, Supersize Me. Oh, Oh! did you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone knows that, that movie "Supersize Me, you know. And so um, you know, this is a concern for a lot of people like me who, you know, you have the best intentions. You get the membership or the gym, um, but it seems like it's not really working. You've created here a system, a slow burn fitness revolution. Can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah. Well, the thing about the, the premise behind the slow burn uh, concept is, first of all, you want to make sure that your exercise program is not only productive, but as safe as possible. So, for example, CrossFit, while a lot of people like it and they enjoy the camaraderie, it's a very forceful, dangerous way to get yourself in shape. Hmm. Slow burn is very much like I'll describe it to many of my clients as the Tai Chi of strength training. I like that. And strength- yeah. So it's very slow, very controlled movements. You have very um, mindful breathing. So you're always focused on the muscles that you're trying to make stronger and not concerned with any kind of performance. Now, the, the important thing to, for, I think, the listeners to understand is that the benefits of exercise, no matter what exercise you're doing, the benefits of exercise come. When you're resting, hmm. not when you're exercising. So,
0: I mean, the, you mean the body? The body has to repair the time that it repairs. Is that right?
1: That's right. It's like when you get a suntan. You go out and you go out in the Caribbean sun, and you're not instantly tan. You're, if anything, red. And then your body produces little by little, slowly but surely, your body produces a tan from the stimulus of the sun. So long as you don't overdo it, and then you just get sunburned or skin or you know, sun poisoning. Oh. And as long as the sun is intense enough. So no amount of a winter sun is going to give anybody a tan, no matter how long you stay out in the sun. So the premise behind exercise is the same thing. You want to perform an exercise that stimulates what I call a positive tissue adaptation. And then you have to let that adaptation take place. So that's why, and the research is very clear on this, you really only need about two strength training sessions a week to, uh, in order to produce increases in muscle strength, muscle mass, bone density, enhanced mitochondria, um, mitochondria which is where you get your endurance from, and all of the there's many other myriad of other benefits you get from strength training.
0: See, That's, I tell my wife that I say we we only have to go to the gym once a week.
1: No, it's okay. Even once a week is is very good. It, it really is, and uh, and so and the nice thing about slow burn strength training is that the way in which we do it is very very safe and very very time efficient. So what you're trying to do is discover the least amount of exercise you require, not the most you can withstand.
0: I think that we're, are we not conned into this when it comes to uh, just the strength or, or people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like you know, people who are, you know, these imposing figures and we feel like we have to live so much and, uh, you know, and so this really makes sense. This was actually a comfort for me to hear this. and And the yeah. fact that, you know, you start, I guess, if, if you are working out at a gym, you know, sometimes just the bar itself, you know, without the weights. But it seems like we need to feel good about working out, you know, controlled. And it seems so overwhelming. Well, and this, this whole slow burn thing, it seems to work.
1: Well, it works very well. And it's supported in, in a lot of scientific uh, uh, studies. And what should make us feel good is pastime activities like you take a yoga class, or you ride your bike, or you go swimming, or you, or you meditate. Those are the kinds of things that we should be doing to make ourselves feel good. Strength training is something that allows our bodies to remain, I guess you could say, young and strong so that we can go out in the world and do the things we enjoy better, safer, and for longer periods of time. And that's the differentiation. Understanding that um, strength training, if it's done safely and time efficiently, makes you a better you so that you can go out and do whatever you want to do better and longer and safer.
0: Yeah, people want to be healthy. I know they do. It's just I think they get a little overwhelmed by the overwhelm when it comes to, to working out. And so when I saw this, the slow burn, you know, fitness revolution, I thought, well, this is for me. You know, I'm I just turned 50, you know. So, um, yeah, well, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't no funeral. It's like, you know, what's 50 is the new 30, right?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> at any age, it, I have clients that'll they'll sit down with me and say, well, you know, Fred, I'm 70 years old. It's kind of, can I really do this? And the truth is, yes. It doesn't really, I have clients that are in their mid-90s. It doesn't make any difference how old you are. You can always build strength and muscle tissue and improve um, maybe not as well as you could have when you were twenty or thirty, and that's all right. But anybody can improve. And again, it doesn't take a lot of time. It really doesn't.
0: Yeah, we want to get into that. And by the way, this is also backed by. Forgive me if I'm wrong, because I know the back of the book. It says Dr. Max Gomez, and I remember him. I lived in Long Island, New York. You know, New York News Channel Four, a medical yeah. reporter. And also, I. This is what I always say: If it's good enough for Sandy Duncan, it's good enough for me. You know, Sandy can enjoy (laughs) it, right? Those commercials, she's always in shape, you know? So she uses this as well. But so you said, tell us about the scientific evidence of this.
1: So when you compare um, slow repetition exercises to what you would call traditional repetition exercises, where if you go to the gym, you see people just flinging the weight up in the air and then dropping it down. They'll just lift and lower, lift and lower, lift and lower. Mm Mm-hmm. When you, the research, when you compare uh, lifting the weight in, say, a five to 10 second lift and lowering the weight in five to 10 seconds using the same weight. So, if you're using 50 pounds in a leg exercise, instead of lifting it in one second, and lowering it one second, lifting it, say, in five to 10 seconds, lowering it in five to 10 seconds, the research shows that you can gain anywhere between 50 and 100 percent greater strength gains and twice the amount of lean tissue in the same period of time and and the reason for that is you're not using momentum to lift the weight and you're not letting gravity do your work when you're lowering it you're asking your muscles to do all of the work all of the time and it's just a superior a superior stimulus
0: well we have here a testimony uh kathleen hayes Uh, In your book, it says, when I first heard about Fred Hahn's serious strength uh, gym, I thought, come on, this can't be for real. Only 30 minutes a week and no aerobics. I figured, well, you know, what the heck, I'll give it a try. Lo and behold, I lost 30 pounds in four sizes in just a few months. So the combination of slow strength, the training, eating properly is really amazing. And uh, she said when she looked in the mirror, she thought it was somebody else. I'd like to actually... Experience that, and they have us phone this in another time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I'd like to say, "Hey, friend," because I'm um, I'm at the cusp of this, where you realize that you know something has to be done.
1: Well, here's the thing that is important to, uh, and I think a lot of people don't really realize this: um, exercise does virtually nothing for fat loss. I'll say that again: mm. exercise does virtually nothing for fat loss. If you really want to achieve fat loss, you have to alter your diet.
0: Mm-hmm. And you
1: have to alter your diet in a way that tells your body that you want it to use fat as the main source of fuel. And as my co authors point out in several books, the only way you can do that is to reduce the amount of what I call, uh, well, the, reduce the amount of carbohydrates, the refined carbohydrates, what I call the crapohydrates, in your diet. And
0: make you sure. Said, that, can you say that again?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I I mean, it,
0: because you know, I agree with it. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I call it crapohydrates. You know, like bagels and pasta, and obviously cookies and cakes. And, and
0: that's what society tries to feed us on. They want us to eat that stuff. That's where that well, that movie yeah. Super Size Me came in. We found but out about food,
1: you. Yeah, the food plate says that we should be getting roughly sixty to eighty percent of our calories from carbohydrates, and we wonder why we have an obesity problem. And a lot of people say, oh, it's just because people are eating too much food. Yeah. Well, if that was the case, then try eating too much. How many eggs can you sit and eat in a sitting? It's not yeah. eating. It's not about eating too much. It's about what you're eating, not how much you're eating. Like, for example, if, one, if you had a pair of identical twins and one twin ate 2,000 calories of salmon, steak, and broccoli, and the other twin ate 2,000 calories of Coca-Cola, Pop-Tarts, and Twinkies. Do you really think they'd look the same?
0: Can you combine them at all? I mean, you see, I have this. This is the issue that I have, okay? Just you and I talking here. You know, they have these diets, you know, the keto diet or the, or the paleo yeah. diet, you know. And it, it seems like you have to be in all or nothing in, well, in some of these diets. You can't really combine stuff or it doesn't work.
1: Well, it doesn't work as well. You know, like, for example, I have a lot of clients that they'll say, okay, I'm going to uh, adopt a low-carbohydrate, I'm going to include some intermittent fasting, but I'm still going to drink four glasses of wine at night. Well, that's going to make it tough. So, you have to, if you want to indulge in some things, you may have to sacrifice some of the benefit. So. What we want to do is look at what works best and sort of individualize it and and take it from there.
0: I like the book a lot. I mean, I have to, I have it right in front of me here. You know, Again, the slow burn fitness revolution, the slow motion exercise that will change your body in 30 minutes a week. Frederick Hahn is our guest. And the reason I like it is that it's, it just gets down to the meat and potatoes. Of, yeah,
1: I, I tried to keep it very simple. I tried to keep a lot of the, uh, what I call physio babble out of it. And it's, and the, It's set up with a home program so that you can use just basic home items, some light dumbbells uh, in order to get a very good body weight exercises to do, to um, have a very good home program. And if you do have a membership to a gym, I've listed the gym exercises in a very um, general way so that no matter what leg machine you're on or chest machine you're on, I give specific instructions on how to use them generically.
0: What do you think of some of the myths are when people think about, well, let's just say they want to get into this and they say, look, I'm going to try the slow burn fitness revolution. I'll get Fred's book. And what can people expect? What, what should they be in for as far as, yeah. uh, you know, they don't want to be disappointed at the same time. They don't want to, you know, overdo their expectations.
1: Yeah. Well, the, um, well, that's a good question. So if you're eating, Uh, healthfully, properly, and the way we suggest in the book, you really cannot lose more than about a pound or at the most two pounds of fat per week. Now, let me clarify. I didn't say weight. I didn't say two pounds of weight. I said two pounds of fat So and there's a difference because when you go on low cal, when you start counting your calories and you go on a low calorie diet and you start exercising, you'll lose weight, but you're going to lose fat and muscle and organ tissue. That's the last thing you want to happen. You only want to lose body fat. The only way that can happen is if you adopt a low carbohydrate diet with some fasting, if you can and strength train. So it's a big differentiation and you can add roughly three to five pounds of lean tissue, meaning muscle and bone in about a two month period of time.
0: All right. That's good. We want to set the expectations. Everyone thinks, you know, <laughs> and I kid around, my wife goes to the gym. Maybe we go twice and she says, I didn't lose any weight.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and again, you know, I got to say it again, when you go on the treadmill and you run on the treadmill or jog on the treadmill for about 40 minutes and you're dripping with sweat, and the machine says you've burned 800 calories. Mm -hmm. 800 calories of what? Of water. Well, not water, but I I know what you mean, sweat. But no, 800 because water doesn't have any calories. I I know what you're saying. But people like to believe that it's 800 calories of fat Mm. off their belly Mm -hmm. or 800 calories of fat off their thighs. Well, I'm sorry to say that most of the calories burned are what's called intramuscular glycogen, the sugar that is within your muscle cells. Very little of, that, of the calories that you see on your little screen are actually coming from body fat stores. So That's one of the reasons why virtually all of the research on exercise and fat loss shows that it has virtually no effect because most of the energy is coming from the sugar within your muscles, not fat from your fat cells.
0: Friend, is there one particular exercise and people starting out that you recommend that they do and just kind of getting it all going? Or can you pick and choose in the book what you want to do? And, and then in part and parcel, of course, a question I'd like to know, how did you first develop this system, uh, being in a slow burn?
1: Well, I mean, there's not that many exercises in the book. I think I list 10 or 11. Um, you know, the the most important lower body exercise would be either the body weight squats or a leg press machine in the gym, because that works every single solitary muscle in your lower body. Um, So, I mean, I guess if anything, that would be the most important one. But obviously doing the entire routine, which only takes about 20 minutes, uh, you know, twice a week. And so you can get through that very, very time efficiently. And, you know, this kind of training, to answer the other part of your question, has been around for many, many years, in fact, in the 1940s and 50s there was a style of training called MCMM which stood for muscular contractions with measured movements. And essentially what it was was a way for the old-time barbell and strong men and women to break plateaus and overcome injuries. And it was essentially what I what I teach. I started to develop this when I was the head strengthening train head strength trainer for the Hospital um, uh, for Joint Diseases Sports Medicine Center back in 1990, and I started utilizing this system with all of the orthopedic patients. You know, the doctor, you know, you'd go skiing, you'd break your knee, the doctor would fix your knee, then you'd go to the physical therapist. And so because these clients only had maybe 8, 10, 12 physical therapy sessions, I needed to find a way to make them as strong as I possibly could, as fast as I possibly could. And then I started using it with all my clients. And I realized this is better than anything I've ever done. So I just started using it across the board.
0: So interesting. I'm, I'm sure that it takes a little bit of the pressure off when, you know, you look at the manageable way that you can lose weight uh, as opposed to yeah. feeling overwhelmed with, uh, you know, people look at just all the equipment in the gym. It, did they do that? Does it <laughs> do they do that on purpose? I mean, it looks kind of like intimidating and imposing the way they have it all set up at the gym.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things where they're trying to give people as much of a variety as possible. And it's a shame because um, a lot of the times people go into these gyms and they have absolutely no idea what's going on or what to do. And I'll tell you, often many gyms, they take the seat belts off the machines and they alter the machines in ways that they should not. Um, but here at Slowburn Personal Training, I have a facility here in New York and in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, we have like the Bentleys of exercise equipment, the very best equipment in the industry. And um, the results that can be produced in our facilities are you know, light years ahead of what can be done in a traditional gym. It's so important that your listeners and that people understand that the benefits of exercise are derived when you rest, not when you exercise. So that's a very important thing to keep in mind.
0: It really is. Well, you say right here, the bad news, once we hit age 30, we begin losing muscle mass each year. The worst news is that uh, aerobic exercise won't help. You mentioned that conventional weight lifting can be tedious and dangerous. But the slow burn fitness revolution, you'll find the good news, which is the uh, workout holds the secret to getting stronger, turning your body into a powerful fat burning machine. And the best news of all, a little suspense. It takes only half an hour each week, which is amazing. Do people still don't believe that?
1: Well, yeah, they don't because they, again, most people are taught by the fitness industry. They're sort of brainwashed into believing that exercise causes a direct benefit. Exercise causes a direct detriment. But if that detriment, meaning muscle tissue breakdown, so that the muscles and the bones will rebuild, But that doesn't take place until you start to rest and recover. And the research shows that it takes at least 24 to 48 hours to get back to baseline and about 72 hours for your body to produce the added muscle and bone tissue. So you have to let, but it's hard for people to realize that because they've been brainwashed into believing that exercise directly causes benefit. It doesn't.
0: Yeah, you said this has been out for a while. I mean, as far as this this technique, is this still the best-kept secret, though? Do people still not know that they can do it like that?
1: Yeah, unfortunately for me, yes, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope that everyone will we'll get yeah. the word out about it. But it says right here, get strong fast. In the back of your book, increase bone density, ward off osteoporosis, improve cardiovascular health, and yeah. enhance flexibility, say goodbye to lower back pain, increase your metabolism, and make your body a powerful fat-burning machine. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Sounds like an infomercial, right? But it, but it's but it's true. And what, one interesting thing about the cardio that people, uh, that here's an interesting point as well. People think that when they do aerobic and cardiovascular exercises, that their heart and lungs are getting stronger. That is not the case. Not really. What really is happening is that you're increasing the total number of mitochondria, which are the... I guess you could call them the energy-producing furnaces within the muscles. And the more mitochondria you have, the greater stamina you have, the greater wind you have, the greater endurance you have, whatever you want, whatever noun you want to use to describe it. So even when you're doing aerobics and you know you can't run a block and now you can run a mile, your heart and your lungs didn't change much. What actually improved was the total amount of mitochondria within the muscles. And there's good research to show that high-intensity strength training, like what we teach, not high force, high effort, high intensity, done safely, produces the same or even better aerobic benefits than aerobics themselves. It's, it's
0: amazing so. It's amazing how much better f- people feel when they work out. I mean, what it does to the brain and the brain frog goes away. And, yeah, and
1: wow. there's good evidence to suggest that resistance training improves mood and decreases depression, especially in seniors. And I think it's obvious. They just, within a very short period of time, they just feel better. They feel stronger. They can do things better. They can get out of a car. They can pick up their grandchildren. This is something that um, only strength training can provide. And you want to do the strength training as safely as you possibly could. If there there was a safer, more time-efficient way to do this than slow burn, I'd be doing that.
0: You know, I got to try this. And what I, I really want to do, like the before, and I wish I had the discipline to take a, like a selfie of my gut and mm-hmm. then uh, do that every day and then call Fred back, you know, for the, the slow burn fitness revolution and say, hey, let's see how it worked. I, if I could only do that, I'll have you back. And then, and then I could show you, you know, at least my results. But I'm sure, yeah. do other people do that? They send pictures in and say, look what, look what it did for me.
1: Yeah, or they'll go to a. Nowadays, it's very inexpensive. I mean, for some people, it's inexpensive, but it used to be like a couple of thousand dollars. But now, for $150 or even less, you can go to a medical office and get what's called a DEXA, D E X A scan. And women often use this for bone mineral density, but the machine will measure bone density, muscle density, and you can go there, get a scan, see what your baseline is, and then. Exercise. Do a slow burn routine twice a week. Eat as we suggest, and then six months later, get another scan, and you can see in that in real time the benefits that you're getting. We have a machine in our facilities that we use called an InBody 570. Hmm. It's a research grade bioimpedance machine, and we can show people how much fat they're losing and how much muscle they're gaining week by week by week. It's very motivating, and it and um, it's it's quite amazing how much stronger and how much leaner we can get people.
0: Fred, you mentioned, is it what, twice every two weeks or something? Or twice a week, uh, I think you mentioned. But what if you do it every day? Can can you do it every day too? Will you get better results?
1: If you were to perform strength training exercises every day, you would be breaking muscle tissue down and down and down and never allowing it to build back up.
0: Well, our special guest has been Frederick Hahn, a professional exercise trainer for over thirty years. He's founded Serious Strength, Incorporated from nineteen ninety-eight. Get this book. It's called The Slow Burn Fitness Revolution. I know I have it right here. I need to apply it, and you do probably too. <laughs> the slow not you, Fred, but you know, the audience out there. The slow motion exercise that will change your body in 30 minutes a week. Get it, the slow burn fitness revolution. I'm going to get that like tattooed on my arm and, and, and do this thing and lose some weight. We appreciate you, uh, you know, your life's work in doing this. And uh, thanks for being a guest on the program.
1: All right. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so very much.
0: Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio. Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit hamiltonstands.com. And Auralex Acoustics has one mission. To make you sound your best, thousands of satisfied Orlix customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Orlex Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Orlix.com for more information.